At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more... Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon, a production of iHeartRadio. Sports fans, golf fans, or just fans, welcome to Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon. I am... Shane Bacon joined not in person. We are eh, 12 miles away. Was it, did you say that's fair to say? Across? I thought it was 13, but I mean, hey. We're not far. We were together today. We had a chance to play a little bit of golf. We've been doing a Monday Papago Pro Scratch Skins game. Every time we play in it, there's a new thing to bet on. <laughs> we had the turkey today, which you got, which was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Had, had a had a moment that I mean I did not make a hole in one, which has continued to be my bugaboo. But I did do something I've never done before, Max. It is a word I invented about scoring. God, I thought you were for one second going to say you invented the word, and I was about to say I knew you were old, but I didn't think you were this old. <laughs> Me and Thomas Jefferson invented the word American. No, I have coined back-to-back eagles the american for a long time i just this is your best creation (laughs) maybe the the best thing i've given to the game of golf and you know it's eagles right american eagles you get it and i've talked about it for a long time you've had a couple over the course of your career and i we played papago today i made a long putt on nine for eagle i wasn't playing very solid and the 10th hole's a par five and i hit a good one in there close and let me just say this i was a little bit nervous over the putt I was nervous for you. It went in the left, and as it was rolling, I was like, oh, no, 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 don't lip out. <laughs> I really wanted to see it. <laughs> um, you called it on 9T. You said, I'm getting, this is where I, I, I like restart my round, and you went eagle, eagle, birdie, which is usually pretty good. Yeah, and, and they, they have, a, they have a, one other part of the game you can play in is you can partner with somebody. But what I love, one of the rules that I feel like is one of the best rules out there in terms of money games and competing 
is if both players birdie or better the same hole, it counts. You don't yeah, just count one of the birds. Added on, yeah, which is nice because I mean it's. Uh, I think Joel Damon calls it beast ball instead of best ball because you kind of like double up. Nice, I like yeah, that. I a like lot. it. It's pretty cool. <laughs> Joel, just another another great contribution to the podcast. So I had an American eagled a couple of holes, made a birdie after that, and what happens in a skins game? Third eagle in two weeks in this game, Max. I win. No skins. Another because guy an, had American. Mitch Holmes Americaned the same holes. I mean, that's amazing. The whole location on nine was not easy. No, I mean, nine was fairly, tough. Yeah, ten's a fairly short par five. But my goodness, it's five fifty to a tucked flag, and this guy goes three three as well. Yeah, I mean that was pretty pretty wild. I saw that right before we we started recording. I, I couldn't help but laugh a little bit because uh, I thought your eagle last week was going to ha- uh, hold up, especially given it was the very first hole of the day. Um, but I mean, apparently this is uh, this is the time. This is the golf course just to make an absurd amount of eagles on. So currently in the state we're in, which everybody's at home and they're isolated and they're you know maybe maybe they're battling with their significant other or. They're frustrated with their job or they're just simply getting a little stove up at home. I've noticed more chirping on social media. Have you, have you felt this a little bit? Yeah, for sure. Um, I have probably not helped with the swing roast and whatnot, <laughs> but uh, I'm probably part of the problem, not part of the solution. But yeah, there's been a lot of chirping. I think people are getting antsy. I think uh, so too. And I don't blame them. I mean, everybody I think is getting getting pretty fed up with all this. Uh, and there's really, you know, only a few outlets, uh, one of which is uh, being a keyboard warrior. Uh, so yeah, people are, uh, you know, kind of signing up for their own little uh, militia. The thing I got, I posted a picture. And again, anytime you post anything you've done positively on social media, it's going to get attacked. That's just how the world is and how yeah, the it's it is. crazy. I sent 50 tweets self-deprecating but I did this one thing that was cool. Why don't you all give me shit about it? The thing I got about today, all these people were saying, wow, circle the birdies, but don't square the bogeys. Do you yeah. know one human being that do squares the squares. bogeys? The squares are depressing, man. <laughs> Especially if you have a lot of them. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> highlight the bad stuff. I, this, and first of all, the reason you circle birdies or double circle an eagle if you're playing in a money game is, if there's skins involved, it's easier for the score to know which holes yeah. they have to pick out and, and put in the basically on their spreadsheet. That's one of the reasons I do it. Secondly, again, you square bogeys and your scorecard looks a little more artsy and it's just something I don't like. I also had somebody suggest, they said that if you circle or square birdies and bogeys, that's kindergarten is what they called it. They said that you should bring multicolored pins in your bag. Interesting. I will say that on the tour scorecards, I don't circle or square anything. Well, yeah, you don't um, ever but, do yeah, that. on. A, but yeah. but I, yeah, if I'm home, yeah, if I'm home, I'm going to I'm doing my own score at home. Yeah, I'm going to circle. I'm definitely double circling an eagle. <laughs> That's like the coolest thing ever. Yeah, I've seen the triangle around the That's eagle. Too sophisticated. I like the double. I want to relish in my eagle. So I'm double circling the thing. Say you make a three on a par five. Do you go super small three so you can really get the circles around it in the box? Man, I might need to move to that. I think I I, I get so excited I rush the double circle and it usually turns into kind of like a <laughs> like two touching circles. It's not very pretty. I have horrendous handwriting. <laughs> I've worked hard to get my penmanship to a point where when I'm scoring, you can read it because I don't have great penmanship either. And I feel like my scorecard, I feel like my the way I write out cards looks good. And that's yeah. all that's most of the writing I do in my life now. 
we had a tournament back in the day at uh, Chica, the course I grew up at, uh, at Vista Valencia, and they would do, uh, it was a charity event uh, for one of our, one of the guys uh, we grew up with uh, who passed away from cancer at a really young age. And we would do the really fun, like 18 hole. Uh, so that's two rounds around the nine hole par three course. And they would do all kinds of awards, obviously low score, farthest putt you had all day, you know, close to the pin, uh, all these things. And one of them was a neatest uh, scorecard. No and, way. Yeah, one of the girls that we played golf with, Erica Leary, won it every year. She looked like she was typing it into the little boxes. <laughs> and then I'd always look at mine and think, yeah, there's a reason I'm not winning this award. It's a great idea for yeah. a golf tournament. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to steal that if, we, uh, if and when we do a, a charity event. Speaking of charity, real quick, first of all, for everybody, again, that donated to food banks, we were still getting people that are sending in donations, you know, even a couple of weeks after we brought this out there. If you're doing that, thank you so much. We really appreciate it, as do all the food banks out there. One thing I think, you know, if you have money to donate, first of all, that's awesome. I'm sure there are plenty of causes out there that you could donate to currently in the state we're in. One thing I think maybe gets forgotten is golf courses that are closed that have caddy programs. Caddies aren't making any money. And if you've ever been to a golf course and had a caddy that was great and professional, it enhances the experience. And that brings me to Bannon Dunes. Bannon Dunes is one of my favorite places on the planet. It's where I have my bachelor party. It's a place I'm trying to drag you to once all of you the travel bans left. <laughs> I'll be sprinting there. And yeah, you'll be ahead of me at, at TSA. <laughs> but uh, Bannon Dunes has a ton of caddies. They do an unbelievable job. And they have set up a relief fund. If you go to BannonDunesGolf.com, in the middle of the page, you can click on it. It's also, if you go to GoFundMe and you just look up Bannon Dunes, the caddy relief fund is there. It's just a fund for the caddies who are not getting any money right now because there's no golf at Bannon. This is their jobs. This, this is their livelihoods. Anything you can help out. If you've been to Bannon, had a great caddy, throw 20 bucks into the fund. It's awesome. It goes to a cause that helps out the caddies. Once this thing gets going, you know, you get a chance to, to have somebody looping for you. And trust me, if you're going to play 36 at Bandon four days in a row, take a caddy. You want a caddy. You don't want to, you don't want to hoof it. You don't want to carry, carry your own bag. They're doing the same thing too for with the GoFundMe for the Shadow Creek caddies. That's what the uh, title is. So again, same as Shane said. Um, obviously, Vegas is also getting hit right now, considering nobody's going through there. So that golf course is is having a tough time uh, with the caddy program. So if you don't mind, uh, and if you can, please go donate or spread the word. Uh, also, speaking of Vegas, Shane and I are doing an MGM charity That's poker right. tournament. Uh, I've been on practicing. The 16th. Yeah, Shane's been practicing. I've been practicing. Uh, I don't think. Either of us are too good, which could be good. We could, you know, sometimes you beat, if you watch, uh, you know, uh, not rather Molly's game, you see the one guy, uh, Martin or whatever, that can't, uh, doesn't know anything about anything and bluffs the main guy. So that's my strategy going into this. Uh, but yeah, so we'll be doing that on the 16th. They'll be streaming it somewhere. But yeah, that'll be cool to, to do another charity um, or to have a fun charity outlet. I found out Amanda Balionis will be the... Uh, the host of it she says she knows almost nothing about poker so i think uh most mostly everybody i would assume is pretty decent and we have just a handful of us who are just going to be kind of winging it <laughs> so i so i've played with my one of my best friends in the world this isn't a max best friend this is like one of my actual best friends shane just says in the world at the end to make it seem so much more important than my best friend i have friends in america I have. You don't have any in Canada. We know that. You hate Canadians. Well, yeah. <laughs> no, I got to. Can I just quickly? I got to give a shout out to Graham Dillette. Graham Dillette. <laughs> Graham Dillette. Just. Un listen, we were talking about chirping on Twitter. 
And there is good Twitter and bad Twitter. We all know that. Good Graham is, is good Twitter. 1% is good Twitter. 99% is horrible, terrible, awful. You're a horrible person, Twitter. I was rewatching, and I'm sure we'll talk about it, as everybody was, it seemed like, on Sunday. I, I, I spent a few minutes rewatching some of the 2019 Masters when Tiger won. And the lag putt on nine, if you remember, he hit it all the way on the back of the green. The, the flag is on that Sunday position, which is kind of front left. There's a false front. If you hit it off the false front, the ball's going to go 40, 50 yards off the green. He lags. It almost makes it. He lags it about four inches short of the hole. And I wrote on Twitter that it's one of the best shots of Tiger's career. And this morning, Graham responded, now I know why I blocked you on Twitter. Just a perfect, <laughs> perfect response. Absolutely perfect. So way to go, Graham Dillette. I'm glad I got to see the response. I wasn't blocked from seeing it. Yeah, I will give him this. I, I kind of agree that it pro- like in the grand scheme of everything, it probably isn't one of the better shots. But in that moment, it was a it, it's a very pivotal shot in that tournament. And you can feel it with the way he even fist pumped a, a lag putt. We've seen him obviously <laughs> fist pump, you know, some pretty crazy shots over his career. So I get his point, but it was that was a perfect, perfect example of good chirping and, and very good humor by Graham. What's how many you're not a real I wouldn't say you're a real emotional player. You don't really get up and get super on the down. inside. Yeah, not so much out outward. What's your what besides your your reaction when you won Wells Fargo? What would you say is your biggest reaction? Is it and not let's say non-winning non-winning reaction? So you obviously didn't hold a putt to win on the Corn Ferry or PGA Tour or even th- anything in college. What do you feel like is your biggest max? boom reaction man that's a really tough question i did make a putt at riviera this year on 13 for par like i had a two putt from like 120 feet or something and made that's right i remember that. I was like yeah it was like 15 feet i gave it a pretty good fist bump but it didn't get on tv um well it, this is oddly this is, but it's weird uh, yeah but that was a pretty big one i think legitimately i think that was the hole i drew the picture on was that oh, was it? yeah, yeah so, i'll have to go back and look <laughs> So, yeah, but I, I try not to do too much, but I'll do like little fist pumps throughout the round. I think it's, you know, I've always found it fascinating, especially I think Phil uh, Mickelson is the best example of this, but he very often, I've been watching so many old majors uh, and just full broadcasts of them. And certain times like on a Thursday, he'll even, he'll make like an eight footer for par and give it just a little fist pump. And I know I, I have noticed that if you have a big crowd, the fist pumps do get, you know, kind of, you almost do them just naturally because everyone gets so loud, but you can tell that that was an important putt. I'll do that here and there, especially ending rounds with a nice putt, uh, just little fist bumps, but I've never been super uh, outward with that emotion, super boisterous with, with that. But I will say like, uh, you know, you see tiger in this environment where it's just like oozing energy. It's like, yeah, dude, like that's fist pump. Like that's so much more fun than me fist pumping when no one's there. And I right. can even hear myself like grunt or say, come on. It's like, no, no, you should not be able to hear any noise like this should just be drowned out by people cheering for you so it's i feel like it's a it's it's tough to be like that uh given you know mostly everyone else's circumstance so you know how chesson does the snap yeah <laughs> maybe you need to start something no. a little different <laughs> no. what if you shush the crowd that wasn't there so you know the the, the rory shush if I'm not what if TV, you make no, no, that's why it's so great so you make a birdie and you just walk over to just an empty expanse of nothing and shush it and people uh, will be like what is it he'd be like he's shushing the haters man he, he's shushing everyone okay i have an idea i'll tell everybody that's what i do but since it'll never be shown nobody no will ever see disprove it, it. <laughs> yeah exactly it'd be like i didn't see you do it and you were like no i did it. no no i, I did, did it, it. I, I know i time. did it internally but <laughs> i was talking my buddy rusty's been putting on these these poker 
evening matches. And since there's nothing to gamble on in the world, I'm, I'm jumping in on these. And so I've been practicing, dude. You better watch out. I, I, I bluffed a couple of hands. I haven't won a single dollar. So doing pretty well. At the, I'm, at the very, I'm very impressed. I, I, I feel like this, is, this little charity poker thing is a lot like uh, the whole, I don't have to outrun the bear. I just have to outrun you. I really just want to beat one person. I'm the same way. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I, I mean, I, I, everybody else, I don't care. But if whoever loses, the, the best case scenario is we go heads up all in and our stacks are somewhat we should just do it what should we just do it in the first hand so I, it might the exact, be the first hand get exact, me in, get me exact, out. Amount of, exact amount of chips just just both push everybody's like whoa this is aggressive and then all of a sudden one leads and now you're like the chip leader and now there's a lot of heat you're two yeah, under through yeah. two and it's i'm going for 59 uh you have a feel good friday don't you i have a feel good friday yeah so basically um i would say that for those who know me uh, i'm pretty nice friendly dude i would uh, like to think and what I am bad at and what a lot of my friends especially back home my Valencia friends tell me quite often is that I'm a horrendous texter you've told so you're, me you're you're the worst I answer with like one word it's not a lot of emotion you do, you answer like you have an apple watch and you don't that's what's so weird is my wife answers like that occasionally but she has it's on her watch you just do it with your finger texting to me just seems like it's just a it's a business like you asked the question i answered it if somebody says uh hey i'll be there in 10 and i write okay like you know my buddy stevie f baby again like 800 shout out he is the biggest one on me because he's like it seems like you're mad but it's like i said okay like <laughs> i got it so uh so very recently i had a, a friend tell me that i've been pretty bad especially in this quarantine of not calling uh, I'm the one being called. I'm not FaceTiming. And I, I will admit that I've never been a big phone call person. Uh, I don't know if it makes me uncomfortable. I don't think to call a lot of people. I have a very small rotation of people I call. I call my mom. I call my wife. And I call my coach when I'm like on can these you, long can drives. You, can you pull up your favorites on your phone? And who are your favorites on your phone on the call part? Uh, are you trying to uh, flex? Because you're on there. Oh, nice. Yeah, it's, uh, it's uh, my mom, my dad, my sister, Lacey, my coach, Joe. My agent, Matt, uh, Petey, Papa George, and then you. You are last on this list, so don't get too big of a head. Can I move up at some point? I can't leapfrog any of those people. Those that's are a, that's a like, that's like star studded. That's there. a stiff list. Um, but yeah, so I've been trying to be better. Like, I really have. I, I took it to heart. I thought, you know what? This is unfair. And it's not even unfair. I just don't. I hope everyone understands. I, I don't think of it. You know, I right. don't, I don't want to bother people. Like that's just this odd way of how I look at it. So I've been trying really hard very recently to like be more proactive about making phone calls, reaching out, or at least picking up more like FaceTime stuff. Cause I've never been a huge FaceTime bothers me because it's always in and out. The, I the, hate my connection FaceTime. sucks. I never, I, it just doesn't work on my phone well enough. So it's always frustrating. So I've been trying to do better. And I, I, I will say in the last four days, I've had three very nice, long conversations with people. And I will say this, I loved it. So I, it's totally on me. I, I wish I would have been doing this earlier. Uh, I've had a really good, uh, few conversations. I mean, one of them with Steven again, it went like, two hours <laughs> it was awesome my phone died halfway through we had to switch to Lacey's phone it was so it's been great um i'm glad i'm doing it. i'm gonna try to keep getting better at this i'm still gonna be a bad texter at times because uh, it's a business if you're texting right. me for an answer i'm giving you my answer but like even steven will say like oh i i've been appreciative of how many more exclamation points you use I'm like okay cool so we're getting we're getting somewhere but with the phone call and facetime it has, especially in the quarantine it's grown on me i really feel like i am uh 
with my friends more, which is nice. Cause I will say that this was the first week so far, um, of this quarantine that it's hit me that um, I was bummed. The master's thing wasn't helping, but it was a bummy, bummy, bummy week. Um, I felt like I, I wanted to just hang with the boys and, and do something more fun than just sit in the house and watch my 900th replay of some U.S. Open. <laughs> you, you're you're burnt out watching the 81 Masters. I, mean, I watched so many. I watched the Oakmont Ernie Els one was pretty good, but I mean, I just didn't need to watch that. So we're, I was going to save this for a future episode, but I figured we might as well say it now. We are close to, we know we did the rewatching the 08 yeah. US Open. We are close to making this a little bit of a bigger thing with better technology. And Keep track of us on social media because it might be this weekend. We might be doing the spoiler alert, the 2006 U.S. Open. Also, Max, wait, which one's little, that? A little scouting for you. That's Wingfoot. Wingfoot. Oh, I want you to take notes. I need. I, I need you to write that one before it's bananas. How so we might be doing that this weekend. We will obviously let people know on Twitter and on Instagram and all that stuff. But there's a chance that we might be taking this rewatching old golf tournaments to a new level oh boy how <laughs> on your hats that so you will tell people can you are you letting people know to to if you are somebody that's not great at communicating call a friend call a family member facetime yeah if you can. i mean give it a shot i understand like i said it, it is it's not my a lot of people's comfort zone my thing is always like i don't want to catch somebody at a bad time and put them in a in a in a weird spot where they feel like they have to answer and sometimes even i don't know how it's like one of those weird comp complexes. I don't know if people really want to like talk to me for that long. So uh, trying, trying to be better. But it has, like I said, uh, I'm a perfect case study. It has been lovely. Um, I am super stoked on like just the, just the friendship time I've gotten with some people because I feel like we are lacking in that. Especially, you know, obviously uh, we everyone has friends that don't just live in their little area. Uh, so I, I haven't seen them uh, just in general for a while. So this was a good time to do it. And it's been, it's been quite fun. So uh, very, very lucky to have great friends that have not quite given up on me just yet. Yeah. You know, FaceTime, we, we joke a lot about age and what are, what are we six, seven years different? Is that right? Seven years yeah, different. Seven. I'm 36 and you're 29, right? Yeah. 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 Just a touchdown. So so we'll touch on and an extra point difference. Yeah, you, you, you know, like you and I, for the most part, are yeah. pretty similar in the stuff we like. Yeah. The one besides thing, the seven years. <laughs> yeah, besides that, the one <laughs> thing that I feel like your generation loves that I cannot stand is the FaceTime. Yeah, I, it is. I, I've got young friends that are on it all the time, and I do not understand it. First of all, it, it's another thing you've got to hold, and you're talking to somebody. So it's like a phone call, plus you've got another chore to do while you're on the phone. You know, my yeah. thing with my thing about a phone call, like I, I've been doing the same thing you've been doing, trying to call some friends I haven't talked to in a long time and just catch up. And it's been great. But, you know, AirPods on and I'm doing something while I'm talking to him. Yeah, doing so that's my thing. Bottle. I'm a big when I go for a drive or I have a long drive, I'll call, you know, my mom or whoever. And that's really unsafe if I'm also filming myself do it essentially. <laughs> so that's, that's why it doesn't don't like do that. Register. Yeah, don't do that. So, but yeah, I mean, it is a, my big, uh, big generational thing. Um, but yeah, I'm getting a little more into it. Uh, and, and regardless, I mean, just talking on the phone, even if it's not FaceTime is so much more personal, uh, personable and it's just, uh, no personal. Yeah. Personal. Personal. Uh, and, uh, so it's just, you know, you get so much more, um, done, especially given I am such a bad, 
texters are probably not God, helping. Helping the okay. vibe. I'm gonna go. I want to go through my phone and see how many times you wrote "okay" to anything I write you. It's, it's like half the message is just "oh," and it's "okay," no period. That's it. Again, Shit, what do you want? You want to okay? Have a great day, man. I'll I, you talk know what? To you Here's the deal. I've got a, I've got a challenge for. You. I've got a challenge for you. Before our next recording, every time you respond to me, I want you to include an emoji you never use on your phone. Okay. That's a good, so that's every a fair time, deal. A new emoji every time, and I'll screen grab a couple and, and, and send them out on the get Do you feel like, them. like, this doesn't happen often, but do you ever feel like, like when my, when my wife will just respond to a text of either K or OK, that like she's definitely divorcing me immediately? <laughs> like it scares me whenever she's like, all right, hey, can you something? OK, or just K. And I'm like, oh no, what I do? <laughs> it, well, it, it, it used to, and now, like I said, it, it, I understand that she has the Apple Watch. Plus, plus, our son all of a sudden has gained like 30 pounds. Carrying him with one arm is almost impossible for any regular human being. And Are you so sure you're she's just not losing a little bit of muscle, but I, I might be losing yeah, a little bit. There's no gym sessions. I didn't build a <laughs> I, I didn't build a, a bar like Ryan Rosillo <laughs> in, in his in his in his living room, like he said on his podcast. All right, so we've got a couple things we want to get to, but before we get to them, I did want to ask. You talked a little bit about being bummed out. Masters was on TV, Masters Week emotionally for you was it anything more than just damn i wish i was there yeah that was about it uh, i mean it's still ex- exciting to watch anything that is uh the masters um but yeah it was super it was a bummer i mean a lot of people posted on thursday like pictures of their experiences at the masters i know skov put up you know a, picture, a bunch of pictures with him and ricky which was really cool uh jt and ricky i think put up like par three contest ones that one sucked a lot too the the wednesday uh, not get into to play the par three contest considering i mean i think it was like our third date and Lacey pointed out how she wants to caddy for me at the masters <laughs> par three contest one day and it was a Smart joke at the, i know but it was a joke at the time and like now it it is it was gonna be a real thing and it, it should still be a real thing but yeah it was just a, a bummer but yeah it's, it's still exciting i love i love that i still get to do it um i am not Again, even if I didn't get to this year, I'm motivated to get back. So I'm trying to spin it. But yeah, it just, I think for literally for everybody. And that's what I realized through this, this week was, you know, Steven was supposed to come and Peter was supposed to come. And there was a lot more than just me. It was, I was selfishly bummed out about it. A lot of people were going to have their first experience, at least in my little circle of going to the masters. And it's a, it's an equal bummer for everyone. I, I did not realize just how excited I would be just to be able to go. And, and I, I started to finally understand that a little bit more. So yeah, it stinks, but um, you know, I, I can't, I can't put into words more though, just how now almost more excited I am to get to it gotcha. in November. It like doubled it up and it feels like, it feels like I'm, you know, they're making me earn it a little more, which is okay. So yeah, I'm, I'm stoked for, I'm stoked for it more now, but yeah, it just, it just stunk not being able to even have a, a memory of it. And people asking me, Oh yeah. What, you know, what's your favorite hole there? And it's like, dude, I hadn't even been, so I don't really know. <laughs> We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At bed three, six, five, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. 
Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. Uh, so a lot of the news, there was some news about the start of the Masters in November and how the first round is going to be Jason Day's birthday. Okay. Uh, also, first round is also going to be my birthday, so I need you to go out and in, in Charlie Hoffman the golf. Yeah, course. and it's my sister's birthday on Saturday, and my birthday f- four days after it's done. So we could have just in mega okay. major. Yeah, that would be great. And you know what? The good news is, if you win the Masters, it will carry on for four days. It might oh, carry on for four buddy. months. <laughs> buddy, you are underestimating the party. Max Homa just fell asleep on the eighth hole at Kapalua. Oh, it's been like three I months. Will, it will be. It will be a uh, long and obnoxious party. <laughs> I promise. <laughs> I'll be in two months if things are dying down. I'm like, hey guys, throwing a, a celebration party, and everyone's gonna be like, for what? And I'm like, I won the Masters a couple months ago. What do you mean for what? It's it's like the 22 year old's birthday. That's the whole month. Yeah, this is of gonna course, be like the yeah. whole year into the next year. So we don't currently have live sports going on. We're watching old sports and we're reliving them, and it's fun. And you'll see things you don't remember, and you see things that you know, bring you back to places. You watch 86 Masters, which everybody talked about, or 97, or whatever you do. But we want live sports, and we hope to have live sports at some point. Obviously, Max and I are both in the camp of no live sports are going to return until they need to. I mean, we're, we're obviously being safe and smart, and we believe in all of the, the leaders of these sports organizations to make the right calls when they think they can come back. And I'm assuming they're going to come back, and they're not going to be fans for a while. But if tomorrow... Snap your finger, coronavirus disappears, and sports are back. We had an idea of the things you would do to bring sports back on your television tonight. Max, I'm saying tonight. Yeah, you like get... I do it. And right. It's, it's, I, I go to a tournament whenever like Thursday comes around. Like exactly. That's the first tournament. Or TV next day, MLB starts. Like that's, that's what we're doing. We're going to have some extreme ones, but they have to be realistic enough that you would do them. And it also, I, we, I was talking to my friend about it. It can't be that if you do it, 
everybody in the world knows so you don't get like this hero's welcome for it. You just Fine. do it out of the goodness of your heart to get sports back. So a little list of things. You donate and click the button that says do not share my information. Yeah, do, yeah private. Yeah, I got this you. Perfect. I love it. Between so me I, and the sports gods. I've got an easy one to start with. I feel like this is a layup and it also follows the theme of what you and I have kind of done during the whole quarantine with donating and some of the stuff you have actually done to your body. I will bick my head. I'm not saying shave. I'm not saying shave my head. I'm saying give me the the 92 cent bick razor from Walgreens. Let's get the really fluffy, nasty shaving cream and let's go. And there will not be stubble on the top of my dome. Two things. One is I have to be on television for a living. Not going to be a great look. Second is I shaved my head early in my days, maybe when I was like 12 or 13. I have the worst shaped head in the world. It would <laughs> is be it lumpy. So lumpy. A horrible head. <laughs> awful, awful, awful. It would be the worst basketball you've ever dribbled, ever. <laughs> It'd be the ones, you know, that's the one you find over, at the park that's been, been sat on a week. Been, yeah. Yeah, been sat on by 12 people. So, I would I would go full big. Let's pick the head. Let's go. Pretty awesome. Uh, like how fair life is where your voice is perfect, but your head shape just sucks. Oh, it's just so bad. <laughs> I'm not going to. I mean, if you ever really want to touch the, my dome, you're I'm really good, welcome to. Man. But Hard I'm just going to say anybody that ever wants to. There you go. You just go ahead and ask me. And, and depending on how nice you are, we'll see. I don't think anyone will ask. I'll jump to mine. Mine is also a layup. If you know me, uh, I will buy a case of Fiji water. <laughs> well, now, uh, this if is I have enough money, I haven't checked with my, you, with my financial funds. advisor yet. But if I have enough money to afford a case of Fiji water, I will buy one. And I would even share it to the world. So, a case, I mean, ha- or Fiji, I mean, it's okay. got to be $1,000, but worth it. Here's the real problem with the Fiji water and the joke that you continue with. Most of the time, every time you've seen a Fiji water, it's when you travel. Yeah, so it's $17. The hotel Fiji waters. Oh, my God. Like, do they make are they They're just taking advantage up? of my hangover. They know I'm going to be exactly. so hungover that I can't, like, get out of that room. So I'm going to buy. It's also like a tower. It's like two feet tall. And it's like $300. <laughs> and at that point, I don't care. So then I have to buy the stupid thing. And I want to just, like bash my head against the wall for being an idiot the vegas hotel pricing should include with all the fees a fiji water fee because everybody that's <laughs> ever been in one of those beds wake up at 9 a.m and you want to kill yourself because you've got such a bad hangover and you're reaching for any water available and it's the fiji that's marked up seven thousand percent you should have to they should have to ask like check this box if you plan on drinking alcohol and then we will provide the fiji <laughs> but you have to pay for it but if not we're not going to present it to you if you had 10 drinks, then you yeah. can have a Fiji <laughs> yeah. for eight bucks. That's yeah. right. I agree. Uh, so my second one, I have quite a few. How many do you have? I feel like I'm. I'm I got like five. Okay. I'll go with, I'm going to get uh, a little bit more grimy in this one. Uh, I would pick up my dog's poop with my bare hands for a day to get sports back. For one day. Fine. A month. <laughs> okay, there you go. Now, <laughs> now we're talking. <laughs> I mean, I feel what? like a week, a week would be fair, but if you guys, if we, I really want sports back, I'll go to a month. I think I wrote this down two days ago and it's I'm two days later. I'm right. I'm down for a month instead of a day. <laughs> you went day to a month. Quickly. I mean, I'm we, so we get you, over we're going to get you. We're going to get you for a decade soon. If we just hang <laughs> on the podcast a little bit longer, that's pretty gross. That's pretty terrible. You would hate yourself while you did it. I understand that. I'm going to follow in the same vein. I would let anybody, anybody, anyone, any person, on the PGA Tour, 
punch me directly in the face. Oh, that goes along with mine. I said, if I'm promised to still have kids, I'd let you kick me in the nuts one time with those big old calves. (laughs) (laughs) One time. uh, I do get to have my children at some point, though. Okay, perfect. All right. Who who on the PGA Tour do you think you know those games in the in bars yeah, where you, where you punt the, it? Yeah, Charlie Hoffman would smoke you. Do you think you think Hoffman? See, I was gonna. I had a couple names. I had JB Holmes, Steve Marino. I don't I don't know if he's necessarily considered on the PGA Tour. I'm thinking of kind of the country strong guys. Dude, Charlie Hoffman has mega dad strength. He is okay. so freaking strong. He is. He's who I pick whenever we get that uh, question of who would you want as your partner in a bar fight? He's always, he's always mine. And I always followed up with that. Um, you know, if he did get beat up, it would be really funny to watch. So uh, I'm good on both ends with that, but he is super strong. He has huge forearms. He's just a big guy. Is, I mean, you're going to get a lot of people that are listening to this are going to say Kepka. You're going to get a lot of the, the kind of the, what are they Bryson. called? The beach muscle kind of looks yeah. where your arms are huge. Bryson's going to be a name. I I am going completely. I mean, I I would take a Bryson. I would take a Brooks punch over an Ernie punch. I don't yeah, want Ernie. I don't feels want Ernie like getting packs, close to my face. Force behind that big old body. I would take the Ernie punch for sports back on the television. Yeah. Um, I have another punching one. Uh, this wow. one was just a punch to the gut from Mike Tyson. <laughs> just give me that left hook right in the gut. I'll be out for the first couple tournaments, but at least everybody else can start playing. See, but I, the I'm stomach nervous. go, not the face. I don't want to die. I'm really nervous for your internal organs. Oh, I am too, buddy. It's a risk we got to take, man. I mean, you can watch sports in the hospital. You know what I'm I saying? Can watch. If, you're, if, you're, <laughs> yeah. if you're if you're up there in the hospital bed because he, he just absolutely ruined your spleen, <laughs> I mean, you're still going to get to turn the He's TV on. Something up. <laughs> I so for a person that that talks for a living and speaks for a living, I never sing in front of human beings i've probably never sung seriously in front of my wife and we've been together for a long time i would sing the national anthem at the first sport with with a bald head (laughs) my big head sports coming back i'm singing the national anthem i'm gonna look like fergie i'm gonna look like roseanne Barr. it's gonna be awful but national anthem singing to bring sports back i like that answer, I, I feel like it would be just the ultimate embarrassment, and everyone will be very confused when the very first sport uh, comeback isn't being sung by like some <laughs> national hero of ours. It's you, Beyonce, just cracking voice, just absolutely missing the notes completely. That would be a very odd, especially if nobody knew that's why <laughs> they'd be like, "What are we doing? We got out of quarantine for this." <laughs> so I mean, they'd be like, "They'd be like, this guy, this guy is awful." I had a amazing. Uh, write in again i'll use that word uh a um submission by one of my friends uh, his name's eric blofsky better known as uh aaron uh aaron rogers caddy at the uh at oh, nice. pebble beach and self-proclaimed best friend of, of mr rogers uh he right now hey, by is, the way did, didn't make your favorites bro sorry man. <laughs> not he, in uh, max's favorite <laughs> he is uh so he is currently uh, living up in California and he is living on a golf course that is closed. He cannot no, go on not. it. He is so mad. So he, we were uh, talking the other night and he said that he would go to get sports back. He said he would go to like Lowe's or uh, Home Depot and get one of those foot aerators that you could put on the bottom of your feet and aerate all 18 greens at the golf oh, course. My <laughs> it was my favorite. It was my favorite idea. I lied for like 20 minutes. Days. Forever. We were 
were joking that if people did know that this is what had to be done to get sports back and we live streamed it, people would just be chanting his name as he's like dragging his legs up the 17th hole. He'd be like the Rudy of, of exactly. 2020. Just Eric, Eric. I'd be like LeBron James would be watching, rooting him on. It'd be <laughs> LeBron the stretching as he knows the game's about to start. <laughs> yeah. What, what, this is a, I, you don't have notes on this, but say we're we're playing for this we're playing for sports to be back you get 2020 sports back tomorrow you get to pick the game what do you want to see like not not, 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 not game seven, yeah not game seven of the nba finals but i mean i'd just like thursday matchup. of augusta because <laughs> i could play it uh what matchup do i want i want the first round of playoffs to start lakers against whoever i, I want that bad i feel like i was teased with this season and i i want it. i mean the dodgers you know i'd love to watch opening day but it's not like it's 162 baseball games or however many they're going to play it is insignificant in the grand scheme of things i want playoff basketball lakers whoever the heck they get matched up against i i miss it i watched so many lakers games before you know on tv grinding it out with the excitement of a of a new you know team that's finally kind of doing some things and i feel like it was robbed (laughs) robbed right out of my hands well i I mean this was if you're a lakers fan if you're a basketball fan i feel like what the lakers were doing lebron going for another title obviously has the team and the personnel to do it you know this was going to be a playoff and i also think with the nba specifically you and i are huge nba fans this was the first year where you had absolutely no idea who was going to Oh my to God, it was going to be a great playoffs. What's your one game? What are you picking? Man, I was going to say NBA and I was going to yeah. say Lakers, which is not great radio. But I mean, I want to see LeBron play. You know, I love watching LeBron play basketball. The the playoffs were going to be so good this year. I mean, the Clippers are finally decent and we can watch them choke like they always do, which is so Ouch. fun. Wow. Uh, I could finally tell everybody or have everybody see that LeBron is still better than Giannis. Like it would have been so great. Shots fired at just Clipper fans. I didn't know Laker fans took shots at Clipper fans. Well, we didn't even know they existed for a while, but they've kind of come out of the come out of the cracks lately. <laughs> I love it. What what else you got on this? Because I I don't have anything else. Okay, I've got two more. I'll go I'll go less extreme to my most extreme on this list. So uh, this one uh, I would caddy for Joe every round he played that wasn't one of our. Uh, tournaments, obviously, for a month or two. So if he was back in San Diego, I would move to San Diego and caddy. Uh, if we did play the off day, uh, you know, round on a Monday, I'd go caddy for him on Monday instead of playing. So I do that. That was uh, that would be fun for me that because I do like caddying. But at some point, I'd imagine I'm halfway through the it. first month, yeah, I would be super over it. And here's the one that would. This is me risking life and limb. Like this is my biggest offer. If Lacey were to ever ask how I felt about her outfit and I didn't actually like it, I'd actually tell her the truth. <laughs> You'd say no. I'd say I don't like it or you don't look your best. <laughs> you're basically saying that you're 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 down to have a week long fight with your wife. <laughs> exactly. That's basically what you're saying. Exactly. I, I, I will I will I will instigate a couple's fight for sports to be back. Yeah, because at least at the end of each fight when whatever I, I could think back to the fact that I have some sports to watch in like 10 minutes. As long as she doesn't like cut me off from TV. <laughs> I was, uh, I was outside last night playing poker because I'm preparing for our big matchup. And I came inside and Cindy was on her phone, like what kind of upset. I'm like, what's up? What's going on? She was looking at old pictures of our son. Now our son is 10 months old. 10 months old. So he's very young. You're still in the phase where like by calling them by like age by month is still not like, it's not obnoxious yet. 
He's he's that young. <laughs> you ditch it after they're a year. If you say <laughs> months after that, get out of my face. <laughs> but at 10 months old, she was she was upset about him growing up and being bigger than he obviously was as a very small baby. I made a big mistake. It wasn't your outfit's terrible, but I said, yeah, he's not a baby anymore. That did not <laughs> help it. That did not help the situation. Never say that sentence. If any, if anybody read the room, about, Shane, he's upset about the child outgrowing the room. Clothes. It let was, her let me say this. Shot me a look, <laughs> and I knew immediately it was the wrong thing to say. So I just was, thought of a of a cool poker, uh, a little poker. Uh, I don't know crossover. Uh, outdoor poker player get Phil Ivy playing poker in the Ivies. <laughs> Ooh, or at the Ivy. Isn't the Ivy the place in LA? Or at the Ivy or in the Ivy League. Oh, I like this that. Quarantine messing me up. You know, you're I'm I thought I was locked in for the day. You locked are in. locked. So speaking in. of being locked in, uh, this is a poor segue. I am gonna be Shane for a moment and interview you for a very short segment. And then I'm gonna do questions with Shane because this is my favorite segment. Um, but I watched on your Instagram. Yes, we don't call we don't call them segments, man. What do we call them? Portions? Oh, flights. Sorry, guys. I knew you. I knew you'd get there. I get there. I, <laughs> I have a lot of compartments there. in my brain. I open like three doors trying to find it up there. <laughs> One of the most annoying things about being your friend is how you you don't forget any name <laughs> of anybody on any show ever. So I'll say, oh, you know, like Will Ferrell on The Office, and you know immediately the you gotta, character. You gotta, you gotta fly through oh, the uh, the crazy. compartments up there. So uh, you post on your Instagram not too long ago that um, your Gary Woodland call at the U.S. Open when he chipped in for par on number twelve. Uh, I want to say on Saturday, Saturday um, yep. I thought it was really good. I, as, as we've gotten to know each other better, I've really started to respect and appreciate great calls uh, by the broadcasters, whether it be a baseball game or, uh, you know, a golf tournament. So I thought that was a great call. And I first off wanted to know, uh, do you have a favorite call of yours over your, uh, over your career as a broadcaster? Yeah. I mean, it's, it's hard. I, I haven't done, you know, the sample size is fairly small. I mean, I've, I've only been calling live sports since 2015. So it's not a, an enormous, you know, catalog, if you will. I love that one. That was fun because I, I felt my boss, Mark Loomis always says he loves when it feels like you're reacting to what you saw and it doesn't feel like you had noted something down or, or you'd thought about it longer than whatever you're going to react to what happened. And if you remember Woodland had hit his short left, he was in a, just a terrible eye basically only could pitch it sideways, pitches it sideways. Justin Rose is in there really close for birdie. This was the moment. You know how there, there are tug-of-war moments in every golf tournament and golf championship where something could change, where the momentum could change, and all of a sudden the leader's not the leader anymore, and it felt like this was going to be the moment. Rose was going to make birdie. Woodland was going to make four, maybe five, who didn't hit a great pitch shot there. So I loved kind of the the just – the exclamatory reaction from yeah. me in that moment. I, that was a fun one. I Gabriella Ruffles last year at the women's amateur, her finish, she makes birdie on the last hole, made a long putt for birdie to win the amateur. I felt like that was one of my favorite calls because, again, I felt like it was really natural. And yeah. that, that's kind of what I'm always trying to go for is, is just try to be natural when you do it. And if you can do that in, in, in our job, I feel like the, the fans like it the most. Yeah, I've actually noticed, especially uh, since the um, kind of information Costas uh, gave out in the on the No Laying Up podcast about how some uh, sometimes the shots are uh, tape delayed and you don't know. It is actually way more apparent when 
you could tell like the shock value or the excitement comes out. And I appreciate that more knowing that that just happened and you do appreciate a great shot. Gary Woodland's chip was unbelievable. It shouldn't just be like, Oh, okay. You know, great chip by Gary. It's like, Holy hell that just happened. Well, and, and and I think, I think that now there are times when you predict stuff as a announcer, there's just times where you're going to say it's a brutal lie, but he could get this close. And then they do. First of all, you guys are professionals. You can get it close all the time if you want to. That's one of my one of my biggest. I have two announcer pet peeves. You want to hear them? Yeah, I do. Okay, one of them is less than driver. I hate less than driver. <laughs> I don't want to say this if it's wrong. So if if, it, if I'm wrong, I forgive me, John McGinnis. But I think that's a John McGinnis thing. Is he hates less than driver? Okay. He's the one that told me because every club's less than driver. Yeah. You know? So to say <laughs> less than driver, it could be any club. Yeah. It could be hitting putter if you wanted. Uh, and I and I hate I hate when they're off the green and somebody says this is makeable. Yeah, now, yeah, I, yeah. I understand why people say it. I get all of that. I just listen. Every shot is makeable for you guys. And every for, shot. Technically, every shot for anyone is makeable. <laughs> like you could technically make anything. It's a very blanket statement. Yeah, and and I and I don't ever feel like anything's gained when you're correct. You know, if you chip okay. in, it's like, hey, good call, yeah, good call, sure. Max. For you sure. Know? And but I I don't. Again, they, any chip shot you can make. Now, the only exception is Justin Thomas because you should say all the time every shot's makeable. I completely forgot he made a hole in one. Oh of the yeah, well, it's right because he's made like a hundred other shots. You and I talk about this a lot off the, the podcast. Dude's ball just goes in the hole. It's <laughs> unreal how often he holes out. I mean, can you imagine holding out in the seventy-second hole at any point in your career, let alone to like push a playoff in a WGC event. Yeah, like, Medina oh, cool. alone last year on Friday or Saturday had a full-blown highlight reel on the back nine of all the makes he had. Made two chips, I think, and an eight iron on, on uh, 16. <laughs> it's like, okay, cool, man. <laughs> you know what strokes gain people out there that are really smart with stats? Let's get strokes gain hole out. And you know, he has, he has like 28 holes in one. Is that right? I think he has, yeah, he has more holes in one than he does years on this earth. That, there's 0% of that surprises me. <laughs> yeah, 0%. 0% is shoggy. I mean, he's both not only really good, but we've also seen him make enough golf shots to know that like his ball just likes to go in. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, it was like the shot at Aaron Hills, right? It, you oh, know, you're, God, it's so dumb. It, you're, it's just nobody could hit a wedge close, and he hits a three-wood from 298 yeah. close. It's just the guy... Again, we, you and I have gushed plenty about JT, but I think it's worth a gush sometimes, you know? Hey, uh, segue time, Shane. Go. Speaking of Aaron Hills, where you broadcasted, going back to the initial question, do you ever pre-plan a call? I pre-planned when Kepka made birdie on 16 at Shinnecock Hills. 16 was our last hole, Brad and I's last hole. And he hit a great approach. And it was basically the, the the situation was if he makes birdie at 16, he's got a really comfortable cushion, 17 being the par three and then 18, which he could hit driver, you know, eight, nine, eight, eight, nine iron wedge in if he has a good drive there. Something less than driver into the probably into less the than 18. driver. Yeah, right. he is actually has a lot of less than driver swing going <laughs> forward and he stuffs this wedge in there close on 16. And I had I had something planned and Curtis Strange who was down on the course following those two Kepka and DJ said it right before he laid out. He said what I was going to say. No. And so I, ha I had to kind of scramble internally to have something to say when the putt went in. And the nice thing was it was probably five feet. He knocked it in. And I believe I said a bit, cause he took this big step and picked the ball up. And I think I said 
a huge step to a back to a second straight U.S. Open. Nice. That is crafty. I had something else planned, and what I, was that the was something the else? Do you remember? I don't really remember what it was, but I, I just remember I had something in my head, and Curtis either said it or mentioned something too similar to where it would have sounded redundant, and I didn't want to sound like that, so I just went with something different. Thank goodness Kepka made it, and thank goodness he did that step because that helped out my call as well. What a parallel to like real golf because I always have a plan too of how my tournament's going to go, and then all of a sudden I'm like three over through six, and I have to come up with this new, this whole completely new idea <laughs> on how to do it. Maybe I shouldn't hit driver. Maybe I should hit driver. Maybe I should hit three wood. Yeah. Why don't you I, just hit less than driver? What any club? All of them are less than driver. It's ridiculous. So the next flight, my favorite flight. Questions for Shane that I think of. This is more selfish for me than it is for you. Um, quick, easy one off the top. Pancakes or waffles, Shane? No French toast in there, huh? The question. Kinda. I'll go back to the question. Shane, this flight is called <laughs> Questions for Shane. Pancakes or waffles, Shane? <laughs> so I'm going to go waffles. It feels like you're going to explain something. I eat way more pancakes because <laughs> well, because we don't, we don't yeah. to make waffles. I feel like is a little bit more of a process. Do you agree? Uh, so I, I, a big reason I asked this question is because, uh, um, you want me to make you some? <laughs> no, yes, please. Uh, quarantine life has got me back in on egos and egos are the easiest thing to make um, on this planet. Uh, now, have you ventured into the strawberry or blueberry egos? No, I'm in the home style and I'm in the uh, thick and fluffy. It's just like it's it's drugs. When I was a kid, I would get the strawberry blueberry ones. No syrup, no butter. Pop them in the toaster, wow. pull them out, eat them like a sandwich. Sounds like a pop tart. It was a little like a pop tart. All right, cool. Not as not as sweet. Did you did you? I think have we ever talked about pop tarts on the podcast before? Uh, I don't think so. What kind of pop tart were you? What pop tart guy were you? Oh, I have some in my in my cupboard right over my right shoulder. Uh, I'm a big uh, stra- uh, strawberry icing with the little flakes Ooh, on it. And Lacey the likes uh, the s'mores one. I've oh, never cinnamon, had the- no, cinnamon cinnamon uh, toast or whatever. Is it good? I mean, she loves it. I think it's pretty good. Too, is it too sweet though? Is it too desserty? Uh, it's very desserty. I eat it for dessert. Okay. I mean, yeah. Cuz I'm a, I'm the I'm the strawberry filling, but I hated the frosting on top. Oh, I just thought it was too much. God, you I hate the, fun. I wanted the I wanted the plain one. I, you I hate felt like it was fun. healthier. God, that, is, that, that is the equivalent of I didn't see the movie, I read the book though. That is the equivalent of that <laughs> which, answer. Which I have uttered on this podcast <laughs> yeah, before. So, times. so that's that's two <laughs> that's two strikes. Yeah, two strikes. So, no, French, no toast, French toast. French toast better than. No, we're not though. talking about French toast, Shane. <laughs> hey, on right. on pancakes, do you put peanut butter on the pancakes before you put syrup? What? Or do you do butter? Oh my <laughs> peanut goodness! Butter? Pancakes, peanut the butter peanut instead butter? of butter, and then syrup. Next, are you a peanut butter guy? Yeah, but what? next level. Next level. Wow, that is intense. All right, here's a com- way more complicated question than the last one. Uh, French yeah, toast. Yeah, somehow you still ventured off. Um, how much worse would your handicap be if you had to putt with the glove on and hit all other shots without the glove? And then follow up wow. question, which would be weirder, <laughs> putting with the glove or hitting the shots without a glove? <laughs> 
This is just an unbelievable question. <laughs> it really is great. And from the start to finish, I feel like you nailed it. Thank you, man. I would. I this is more for me than it is no, for, for sure. I would love to play golf without a glove. So I would go. I would love to get to a point where I could play without a glove and feel. Why do you play with a glove? Because it feels too weird without it. Okay, I mean, so, I've tried. Oh, oh. Do you think that it would be more weird to putt with a glove on or to play without the, like, which would take longer to settle in on? I, th- I think, I think play, I think full swings without a glove would take longer to feel comfortable or to feel confident. I just can't imagine putting with a glove on and like my little left index finger, just wrapping its gloved self over my right bare hand. <laughs> so besides Nicholas and Lexi Thompson, who puts with their glove on that, you know, uh, Shen Shen Fang, I think does. And, does she? uh, and Christina Kim. Nice job on the pronunciation. I'm proud Thanks. of Thanks. <laughs> That's really good. I think Christina Kim once pointed out that she has a, <laughs> I might be butchering this, but she has a full swing glove and then a putting glove, no way. which is like as swaggy as it gets. So I think wow. she said that she takes off the glove and then puts on a new glove each hole, like each uh, time she gets to the green. You know what? Pretty sick. This, so this. <laughs> It actually might be something I adopt. Yeah, not a bad idea. Two gloves in your back pocket. Did you, <laughs> by the way, did you swing roast somebody that had an extra glove yeah, in their back I mean, pocket? Yeah, he was playing golf with a glove in his back right pocket and a glove on, and I just didn't. I didn't roast him. I just I asked him an honest question. I didn't know where the glove that was on his hand went when he took it off. Because you got to have something in one of your other back pockets, like your yardage book or something. A super embarrassing golf thing that happens to all golfers at least once a year. Is when you get done playing and you go to a bar, restaurant, Starbucks, whatever, and you and you you have the glove in your back pocket. It is so I, freaking embarrassing. I hate oh, that. You, play, you, you must play golf. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's like, look at my ridiculous outfit to yeah, begin with. I already I'm a stand golfer. Out. <laughs> <laughs> then right, you just so, got to uh, put it on and lean into it. So full swing, no glove, I think would take me longer to feel comfortable. Okay, and then for, but the first question part of it, I know I jumped to the second one, was uh, – how much worse do you think your handicap would be if you had to do both those things in, in a, let's just say like a month and a half span eh, four shots. Yeah. I was going to say three to four, because I think that, I think that I would, my putting stroke would not suffer from it, but I would definitely feel uncomfortable, especially like inside of a, like, you know, six feet. But I think that hitting at first off, my hands would probably hurt. Cause like my left hand is com- like a complete baby. I'm assuming at this no point, callous, the skin. Huh? I mean, just so Hold much. It up to, let's see it. It's way less callousy than my right hand. My right hand is tough, man. My right hand is a, is just a bad oh, dude. Look at those, cal- those callous. Yeah. Look there. at those things. So are you, a, are you that, a cord guy? Dude, I am a cord guy all day. Um, I'm so tough. Shane. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> I, I, put, I break glass and I, put, I break glass and roll my clubs. Dude, it's that. not even a big deal. Anymore, Double sided glue and deal. glass. That's my grip. <laughs> I pick up the pots when I like cook my, I boil my water, just pick it up with yeah. my hands. No big. Get out um, of here. All right. Second one. Uh, I prep you for this. Cause I think there's a lot of these. What is your favorite fashion statement from a tour player? And I mean something more like a, like a staple signature look. Am I being serious or sarcastic here? This is questions for Shane. You you control the answers for Shane. You know what? I loved, and this is coming from a guy that considers himself a pretty big fan of hats. <laughs> I love the I'm old a big school. Fan of hats. I'm a big hat guy. <laughs> no big deal. <laughs> Talk about it on Instagram a lot. Follow me at Shane Pig. <laughs> the the old replays of these events nobody wearing a hat first 
everybody had better hair because they weren't putting hats on six days a week, basically. Yeah, shout out to John Cook. That flow is just tremendous. <laughs> there was there was so many unreal. Sevy's hair was unreal. Yeah, it's beautiful. Just a beautiful flow. It's my favorite thing about the Ryder Cup is how good the European team looks without hats on. Yeah, Rory's, Rory's hair Rory looks no, great. No hat ever. Ian looks solid. Rose always looks good. Sergio, I think, does no hat a lot of the time. It's a it's a great look. So I'd say that. But you know what? You know what all those have in common? They're not a signature look by one person, like the question asked. For. But I, so I'm, my question is: signature look would be. Norman's Tiger's hat. red, Norman's Tiger's hat, red. Payne's Ricky, knickers. Ricky's orange. The knickers is pretty good. Uh, who who wears uh, Van Royen's uh, joggers? joggers? Yeah, I, I asked him about the joggers when I had him on the clubhouse one time. I said, <laughs> you, would you do you wear them? He was. I think they were headed to the Dunhill. I said, do you do you are you going to wear those in Scotland in October? And he was like, I was thinking about that the other day. It's going to be pretty cold on my ankles. <laughs> uh, I'll, I'll say. Yeah, God, nothing standing out. All I, right. I will go. because golf is not like very fashion forward. It's kind of like we do. I, I, I'm the worst at it. I just like, I just try to not stick out. <laughs> you know, I will say that every outfit, which is rare, and this is probably more the person than the look, but every iteration of brands, logos, Everything that even the parachute pants, everything Adam Scott has done. I was about I am, to say that. I am two thumbs up on. First of all, he was a early ditcher of white belt. He was out. He looked good in Burberry. He looks great in Uniglow. He's kind of one of those peacocks that rocks everything well. Yeah. And there's certain people in this world. Peacocks you, do rock everything well. They really but everybody's do. got the friend, you know, that just whatever the outfit is, it looks it's good cool. on them. And Adam is one of those guys. And I just, even his hat, I feel like he had the perfect structured hat. You know, your Travis Matthew hat today that I was telling you about. Yeah. I feel like that was the title of structured hat he had early that then Dustin adopted and had with new era and Taylor May. Yeah. And your lumpy head. I mean, who knows? Goodness. I, I got to <laughs> duct tape that thing. on. But I would say that the, the consistency of the Adam Scott look has always impressed me. I hear you. Um, I'm going with Joel Damon's bucket hat. <laughs> it's, so just making, it's just making a serious charge. <laughs> I mean, he's that's what he's kind of known for at this point. Yeah, I mean, it's listen, it's it's a good look. It's a good cause. It's a good I'm, I'm, it makes I'm me all, smile every time I see. I, mean, it. I, I agree with you on that. I agree. With you. Can we get can we get Damon in the yeah? We'll pro get him. We'll get a, yeah, we'll get him. Uh, he just doesn't like to play golf. Man. Yeah, no, such he's a just bummer. really freaking good at it. Uh, um, oh, hey, really, really quick. Uh, I, I just want to throw out just yes for part of hat. Oh, that's a great call. I, I felt like when he had the upper deck sponsorship, God, that was so sick. unreal hand in hand relationship made sense. It was like when Retief signed with Grey Goose, you're like, of course, y'all should. This is perfect. Your last name's Goosen. I loved the yes for hat. I also always secretly loved the fact that they made him that hat for the Ryder Cup. Yeah. Instead of giving them just the yeah, regular, which cap. you need. I mean, that, that means you're in it to win it. Like you're not. That's just right. Trying to I go agree with you. The captain start. tried hard. I'm gonna add one. I love the staple that Matt Kuchar has, where he just never matches his hat, Nothing. belt, and shoes to themselves. Nothing. Nothing. It's just always chaos. 
it is get dressed in a dark room every day of his life. <laughs> yes. <laughs> brown shoes, black pants, black shoes, brown pants, green hat. You never yeah. know. George McNeil was a lot like that, too. Just fantastic golfers that just don't care what color their hat is. <laughs> Drives me nuts. It's unreal. Quickly, since we're talking fashion, shout out to Doug Sanders. I know he just passed away. He was fashion. Was he? I need to look back on that get on Getty images and just go through some of his styles. He was next level, man. Unreal. All, right. All pink, you know, different oh, shades. Oh, yeah, I've, I've seen that outfit. I've seen that. Great, great looks. All right, Shane. Uh, the next question. If the masters has to change courses forever, God forbid, everybody, God forbid, where would you want it? And it can't be a normal course that we see in like the main PJ tour rotation. Uh, easy answer. Pine Valley. Next. Uh. Okay, nice, Shane. You answered the question directly. Pine we Valley, didn't let's have go. To dance around the French toast. Let's yes. go. All right, this this question is my favorite question, and it was submitted by the lovely Lacey Homa. Oh, nice. Where is the most obnoxious place you'd wear the green jacket if you won? <laughs> I'll give you mine. Mine's taking out the trash. Oh, nice. and, and I'm wearing it. I'm just wearing it, and I'll sit out there by them trash cans as long as I can till somebody drives by and goes. You won the Masters? <laughs> Hell yeah. How'd you know? <laughs> Just grabbing my recycling. Thanks. <laughs> uh, I would say I would do like a Jatanagarn sit in the very back of the plane coach, middle seat green jacket. <laughs> oh, that's like 28B, <laughs> you know, just a terrible seat, green jacket, you know, champions, running shorts, flip-flops that you don't own, middle seat. Yeah, I did. That was me that won the Masters. I love that. One of the best all-time uh, Phil Mickelson stories, I feel like, doesn't get talked about enough. So he went through the uh, Krispy Kreme drive-thru in the jacket. That is such a cool move. Wait, what happened to Krispy Kreme? Uh, Lacey, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm not supposed to say that. I had some the other day. <laughs> where do you get? Where'd you get them? Dude, there's one down on Greenway. Down. Oh, I'm not supposed to say where I live. Uh, one down the street from my house over here. <laughs> you think somebody's going to just go it's to Greenway and wait for you to take your trash know, out? I think, I, think I'm a, I probably think I'm a bigger deal than I am. People don't even notice at the golf course. I don't know why I got nervous. There, you know what? There was some rubbernecking happening on the group ahead when we got off 2T, I noticed. I think they, oh, yeah. they, were, look, they were looking there. Oh, is that Max Homa? How would they know it was you? They, because I'd be wearing a green jacket. <laughs> we, we had a, by the way, we had a, we had a real, we had a, not try not to go off the rails here, but you know, it's going to happen. We had a real depressing moment. I'd say depressing is, is very loosely using the term. It's depressing just simply because we, for me, I have no sports going on. I was having a, a nice day. You had a last Monday, you were wearing this beautiful. I'd never seen this colorway before. Travis Matthews shirt. You yeah, know, I'm friends with the people at Travis Matthew. It was kind of this aqua green. Super I was trying to cool. fill in. I was trying to fill in my my void, and and I thought I was in the spirit of the Masters, and instead it like almost came off as like a sad shirt. Yeah, and I said, I go, where'd you get the shirt? And you go, this was supposed to be my day one master shirt. And I went, oh <laughs> man, I don't think we spoke for about four holes after that. I was like, oh man, that's a yeah, bummer. It's hard to bring it up. <laughs> uh, I would, yeah. So that, that would be my answer. I would be uh, like spirit air, fly to Reno, back of the plane, middle seat. Let's go. 
Uh, did you by any chance, uh, not to go off the rails again, but speaking of sharing addresses, did you see Dave Portnoy um, accidentally shared his address with like his entire Instagram following and he's been getting package after package no from way. potential sponsors? And I mean, he he understands the internet better than any human in the world. And he has just turned it into like this unboxing thing he does on Instagram Live every day. It is so freaking good. <laughs> he spun it. Al Gore listening to this does does not think that Portnoy is the best at the internet. <laughs> well, you could listen. You wrong. Wrong. I'm live in that guy, world. I'm going to talk set about the guy the, that invented uh, the internet. How about that? <laughs> well, yeah, you probably freaking knew him. Yeah, <laughs> me and Al, told you college it. buddies. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, those, those are those are that. That's the end of questions with Shane. Nice. So I thought you did, I thought I you did a, great, a few. I thought you did a Should great I job. I asked you how much you like French toast. Yeah, it's great. I mean, French toast. My mom used to make French toast so good. It's the best. Yeah. It's nostalgic when I have it. Always great. Great restaurant orders. You get you get a sharing plate of French toast. So you both <laughs> order your omelet, egg, whatever. Get a sharing course in the middle of a fr- like a sweet French toast. I'm just so in on waffles. I'd rather a waffle than anything. I love waffles. Belgian waffle. <laughs> do you have, to the do you face. Have, do you have questions? I thought you had some questions. I have some questions. All right. These are uh, some more. Uh, we didn't ask for questions this week on Twitter because I still have quite a few. Uh, hey, right. Before you get to questions, do you want to just let people know you have something? You mentioned the No Laying Up podcast earlier. You have something coming out that you're a part of, right? That let's oh, yeah. point people to that. Yeah. The No Laying Up boys, uh, everyone who follows them knows that they do uh, these great videos. Uh, and my personal favorite is called Strapped. And it's uh, where big randy and neil go to uh, i wouldn't say obscure areas but they go to you know different regions uh and play three days worth of golf at three different public golf courses with a 500 hundred dollar budget and they have to both stay eat and play golf and keep it under the budget oh but i do wrong I, I mean you're it's you're not they don't sponsor in the podcast you just you're, you're given like the synopsis of the whole storyline so Big Randy was born. <laughs> uh, so yeah, well, whatever. Shane's jealous. He uh, wasn't. To go on he wasn't though. Big Randy <laughs> then. He was just yeah, Randy. just Phil. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so I'm on the this the dropping tomorrow is the first of three episodes, uh, and it is dropping in on Southern Tuesday California. When, when you're listening to this, I'm sorry, dropping on whatever. This is this is impossible to keep up with. Uh, I never understand <laughs> that it like what. Like not to say ever today or tomorrow. No, no, no. I, I wasn't, I was, on these things. I wasn't so calling you out. I was just more, with myself, man. I'm I was a just media cor- man now. I was more correct. <laughs> I was just, I was just correcting so people knew. Hey, man, I hold myself to a high regard. I, I got to do better. Uh, so yeah, so they're doing Southern California this time. Um, the first episodes um, will not be in it, uh, which is all right. Um, but it's at San Clemente Muni, which is like one of the coolest muni- municipal golf courses in Southern California. Uh, and then the next two episodes are at the two courses that I actually grew up playing. First course I ever went to was, uh, Har- um, was Griffith Park Golf Course, and they have two there. So we play Wilson. And then they come to like my home, uh, you know, where I played the most golf, uh, you know, growing up, Vista Valencia and my par three course, Chica. So that'll be coming out the next three weeks. So it's some content to be watching. It is uh, pretty... I, I mean, I'm like incredibly biased, but it's awesome. <laughs> how good are you on? How good would you say you you were on video? 
I mean, probably not great, but I tried. I tried really hard. And, yes, and I mean, that's all you can do. Effort, effort's all that matters. But I was like the happiest one. I also helped film a few shots, which was oh, like, no way. super cool. Yeah. So, you know, th- this is what I have to look forward to. I hope they gave you a credit on that. I hope they gave you uh, credit. <laughs> no, they, they let me stay in their Airbnb with them. So that's nice. Uh, so che- if you check out any and all of their stuff they do, their video stuff's amazing. If you have never done the deep dive, one of my good friends, you know, Woody, what he did the no lane up video deep dive a couple of weeks ago said he it was two days worth of video stuff that he was able to consume and it you know that's two days that that were passed with nothing that we have on in terms of live sports go to youtube.com slash no lane up check out everything it's all great everything they do awesome fun Oh, and I did and I did the podcast with the foreplay guys so um if you like me talking about pretty much nothing and a lot of tiger woods that's what i did there we pretty much just chatted about nothing considering it was masters week and we had like negative things to talk about as a a group we're gonna take a quick break and be right back at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar see for yourself when you sign up today and get 150 dollars in bonus bets when you bet just five dollars Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Tired of restless nights? Meet Lisa, the sleep experts. Here at Lisa, we know that good sleep is essential for mental, physical, and emotional health. That's why their mattresses are made for exceptional comfort and support, catering to every sleep need. Check out Lisa's Sapira Hybrid Mattress, named best hybrid mattress five years running. Sleep hot? The Chill Collection is built with cool-to-the-touch top fabric and layers of high-density comfort foams, all intended to remove excess body heat while maximizing comfort. With Lisa, getting a new mattress has never been easier. Delivery is free, and you have 100 nights to try out your mattress in the comfort of your home. Don't spend another night dreaming of better sleep. For a limited time, save up to $700 off select mattresses plus two free pillows. Go to lisa.com forward slash iHeart for an additional $50 off mattresses and select goods. That's l-e-e-s-a.com forward slash iHeart. Exclusions apply. See lisa.com for more details. you to get into a couple questions let's go i mean we haven't gone to that we'll, we'll we'll do three questions pick your three best oh my gosh all right um okay first one uh from kyle finnegan uh on twitter something that would be nice to have in quarantine if you could have a backyard replica of one hole from any course in the world what would it be and i'm gonna before you can answer uh your part of this question 
it was frustrating to see Tiger's backyard knowing that he legitimately could do this. Like he has an entire right. hole in his backyard. I have a mat and a net and I'm stoked on it. And you're nervous about hitting full shots. Yeah, exactly. He's got a whole golf course in his backyard. <laughs> All right. So one a replica of any one hole, any course in the world, what would it be? Do you have an answer? Uh, it's just almost an impossible question. I really do feel like 12 at Augusta would be the perfect answer considering, um, I'm trying to take out like seven at Pebble because seven at Pebble is the view, right. but I could make considering I have enough land. I could make 12 at Augusta. Like I could put a pond in front. I could shape the green like that. And I also think it's a great test of short irons. Like there's no, you know, if you need to hit a great shot, we talked about it today well, you need to hit a great shot and you should with a nine or eight iron and you could just keep hitting that shot over and over again. If I pick a hole with a view, I'm not going to actually have that view. So the hole itself may be kind of, I don't know, lessened. In a I way. agree with you. I have an answer that's uh, that's way better than your answer. <laughs> All right, go ahead. Then. Are you ready for it? <laughs> yeah, actually. Uh, so we're done. Uh, everybody, wash your hands. It's good chat with you. All right, go I'm going to say seven at St Andrews. Oh, I've never been there, man. Well, I know, but I'm. It, you get two. So how can this be this much? Better you get like a not. you get like a forty thousand square <laughs> oh. foot green. You get like nine bunkers. You you can hit every putt in the history of the world you'd ever want. You have to you actually have to have Tiger's backyard to fit it in. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, there's no way it fit in either either of our lots, much less our backyards. But I would pick a. I mean, you, you know, you're practicing if you do that. I would add Sea Island has an amazing putting course in their in their little uh, area between the two the the practice areas and the I think the back nine. Uh, so that would be pretty sweet just to have to mess around in the backyard. Um, all right, this one's tough. Uh, and hey, hey real quick, did, you were telling me you had somebody asked you about your three, the three shots at Augusta. Was this on a podcast? Oh yeah, the three. No, yeah, somebody. I think Martin McSports, maybe. Uh, ah, that guy. That guy. That guy hits us up a lot. I like him. Yeah, he. Uh, I think he was the one that asked, or maybe he responded. I can't remember. Somebody asked me the three, the or not. They didn't even say three. They just asked me shots I was excited or nervous to hit at Augusta, and I said like obviously number one the first tee shot of the tournament's like i'm very anxious nervous hit it excited but more nervous than than like very much amped to hit like one one ball just because i don't know much about the tee shot but it looks fairly i know it's hard but it looks fairly you know normal um but the two shots i'm the most excited to hit are the tee shot on 13 and the second shot into 15 i understand a lot of people were asking why not the shot on 12 i the shot on 12 is cool but it's a short par 3 13 i have heard is the best hole in the world and it just seems like just such a cool tee shot. Even I know the second shot even got brought up, but the tee shot just looks sick. Hook a three right. wood, hit a high draw driver or something. And the second shot into 15, I'm really excited to hit because we talked about today. Every second shot I've ever seen go close on that hole. Looks like it almost went in the water by like a foot. And I consider myself a great long iron player. So I'd like to test my skills on that. But right. that shot looks both hard. It looks both like an anxious shot and a really fun one. Like you flush one and... I mean, it just feels like that whole rewards a great shot. I was out there one year, maybe one of the first years that I was, I got to go to the masters and I was left during a practice round of 15. You remember the Mark Leishman shot that was oh, unbelievable God. there. It tied like, it, it right after him. Hooked it like 70 yards I don't know on how the green. They did that. Webb Simpson was over in the left rough on 15. And again, this was a practice round. So he just, he lays up, you know, to go hit the layup shot. And Tesori's draw says, Hey, hit one, hit one over here just to hit one. And he pulled a hybrid out, <laughs> Max. He's like this 50 yard draw hybrid. No way. Around the trees. 
lands exactly like you're talking about. It lands a foot over the the fringe on the front of the green. Uh, how do you have the guts to do that? Rolls to the middle of the green, and I'm sitting there, and there's you know these patrons are walking around. I'm like, did you guys? Did everybody here see what he just did? Because that is im. It looks, impo- you know, it looks, if it, you know, it's impossible when it looks impossible on TV because TV exactly. never does the shot justice because it can't, like, you can't see all the, the hills and whatever, like that, that doesn't make sense. Um, here's a quick question from Jeff Wall, uh, J, I don't know. I'm not reading this. One. J Jack <laughs> W. I don't know. A lot of numbers. Uh, how itchy is arm hair stubble? Not as itchy as leg hair stubble. If you were, wondering. You were telling me back to drive me nuts it. today. Gosh, and when I ride my Peloton, my prickly hairs on the back of my calf hit my hamstring hairs, and they don't get along. <laughs> it's a nightmare right now. I, I, you, you did, you did at least throw this out there that you're thinking about keeping the shaved going. I'm gonna keep the arm. I'm gonna keep trimming up the legs and keep the arm, the arm hair somewhat short. Uh, my wife even said that it's nice to see my legs uh, and your skin. We're, we're coming up. Yeah. My skin, we're coming up in, you know, a few months on our one year anniversary and I need her to continue to love me. Um, gotcha. So I'm going to, I'm going to keep working on my uh, physical appearance. Uh, so <laughs> I, I'm going to, I'm going to try to keep it up. Uh, that usually means I'm going to get bored and not do it. Uh, but I'm going to try to keep it up. I, I appreciate seeing my own like muscle tone on my legs. I will say in a very vain way, it, it makes me feel better about myself. You can see more veins. So I it is see more veins. Way. Very veiny of me. <laughs> Um, uh, oh, so somebody asked me this. Um, this is Ron. What? Ron at, how, why is your name? Oh, cause Ron Swanson. Okay. Sorry guys. I know you can't see this. So I'm piecing this together. Ron Swanson's is his picture, uh, for his avatar, but his at is at best, character, best character. character in TV history. Carter. Man, he's so good. Such an unbelievable character. <laughs> when he does the thing in uh, Europe where he's like, I want uh, all the bacon and eggs you have. And the guy walks away. He goes, no, no, no. I feel like you misunderstood. You heard me say, I want a lot of bacon and eggs. I want all the bacon. And eggs you have. <laughs> <laughs> um, so he asked, uh, I said on the, apparently I said on the pod once a couple weeks ago that baseball specifically pitching and golf have many parallels. And he would ask if I could explain more. If you ever watch, it's not really the baseball swing, so it is just the pitching. If you ever watch a pitcher's leg work, and let's just say they're a righty, their left foot kind of goes forward as their right arm is still going back, and they get a big separation. And then as they plant their left leg, their weight then transfers onto their yeah onto their left leg from their uh, back leg, and it's a big push off, but it's a stretch and it's not a, a straight turn. So the golf swing, if you're doing it the conventional way, is actually a tiny bump laterally and then a rotation and pitching is the biggest is the closest parallel because then that arm just follows where the the leg went. Plus the best person to watch as far as like the most dramatically obvious uh, example of using the ground and pitching, which is obviously a huge topic in golf to create power is Kershaw. When Kershaw kind of wow, I'm shocked, down shocked his you. I'm shocked, I'm shocked you picked the Dodger. But he is he is the most obvious uh the way the way his technique works, he's the most obvious uh use of the ground. Now I know everyone does, but the way he shows it uh is uh pretty it's pretty clear. So that's that's the uh that's the parallel I had I had discussed. Um but yeah I mean I'm gonna shout out Kershaw as often as I possibly can on this podcast. Uh, Matt Ryan, I, our, our best friend, our mutual best friend, Matt, uh, Matt was on the clubhouse, the other podcast I do a few weeks ago, and he talked about quarterbacking, same thing, how the quarterback throw yeah. and motion is similar in a way. 
to golf, we were to- we were joking a-, a little bit about the DAC movement that they had. Yeah, because I told you, my football. coach taught me DAC. Right. We literally called it the DAC move, separating your lower body from your upper body. Like that is a legitimate throwing things, except tantrums, I guess is the same as is the same as a uh, as a golf swing at least in the leg work um but yeah I like so how, i like how you just <laughs> drop the tantrums in there dude i'm, I'm losing my mind uh yeah, speak, speaking quarantine of tan- life speaking of tantrums and segue uh this is uh from tiffany at tll45236 uh like my friend joe joe mallinger who uh hit the uh who destroyed his did you see the roast of the guy who destroyed his uh garage door uh, yeah, 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 light. yeah yeah that's my so buddy good. joe uh she asked uh, what have uh we broken in a golf sports goofing off related incident that you knew your wife or mom would be upset at i mean i have a trillion <laughs> oh i mean i'm so so mad. you know the only time i ever heard my mom cuss the only time i ever heard a cuss <laughs> was a buddy of mine and i were playing football in the front yard and our, we we lived on a i grew up in a very small town but we the main one of the main roads of our town was our front yard basically drive and wow. she <laughs> so big was your <laughs> I, so she, I picture that as your driveway <laughs> i was no. like wow your street the biggest street was your front of your house <laughs> we had a driveway and that was where everybody drove so my mom said stop playing football in the front yard we were punk kids you know and did you stop shane no and <laughs> i i overthrew my buddy and it it like went and hit under a truck and the truck, you know, slam on the brakes. My mom was so <laughs> pissed off at us. And you know, what's great is it's a little bit like outbursts in golf. If you're not an outburst guy and you get really pissed, they feel at least people know that you're mad from that moment. Cause you never do it. When mom cusses at me and I've never heard her say a bad word in my entire life. I stopped playing football in the front yard. That is for sure. It ceased and desists there for sure. Uh, I have one, um, this one was my mom wasn't mad. She was actually on my side for this one, but we we're I was playing a tournament in uh, Austin, Texas, and uh, my mom flew with me or came out with me. And one of the holes, I, I'm not a big club break guy. I mean, I've broken my fair share, but I'm, it's not like a staple of mine, and I'm really not proud of it. What was your go to go to break though? If no, you see, did that's the break thing the is I don't have I don't have one. Like when it happens, it's like a straight up spontaneous like freak out and i hate when it happens because i don't want to be that person that looks very uh spoiled and right and entitled sure. but i mean are you are you a tree no knee? no i don't like hack it against the tree you don't uh, do knee I'm ever? Usually in the trees no because that i feel like that is a little bit more like thought out like i'll gotcha. be hitting the trees and just turn and hit a tree and not mean to break it and then it, it snaps right in half only one time did i do that and then i had to fly up to canada for the next event and of course we don't have trucks titleless trucks in canada so i had to freaking get a gem flex sand a pitching wedge off the rack in the pro shop at Glen abbey that was a dumb that, that that'll just slap you right in the face to hey hey stop being an idiot like right th- just don't break anything but the one this one my mom was on my side because i tr- truly did not mean to do it hit a bad drive did the whole tiger whirly bird drop the driver thing kind of did like a light kick like of the shaft really not enough to break it well the <laughs> the club got caught the club head got caught behind my left leg when i kicked it it pinned it again it pinned the other uh part of the 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 grip side of the club against the t marker and because my left leg was still moving cuz i was walking i split the driver dead in half just like cr- snapped it it was just physics 
physics to a T. Like somewhere along the lines later in life, I learned about this, like fulcrum or something. Uh, no, that doesn't make sense. That's poison. <laughs> Whatever. I learned something about it. And uh, it snapped. And I was so mad because I knew my – I was so sad because I knew my dad was going to be livid. And my mom it, li- brought it up and said – don't tell your dad you did that. And I'm like, thank you. She goes, we'll figure out a new way to get a driver chef, but don't tell your dad. I'm like, okay, okay. Because we already spent God knows how much money to get all the way to Austin. Right. So it was a low moment, but it was a high moment for me and my mom's relationship. Mom was like, finally, like, you know, for the first time, one of those ride or dies where we're going down, you know. But You're good. We're I'm go good. Together. We're good. Yeah. <laughs> I'll keep my mouth shut. So that's been one. I mean, I've also thrown, I was throwing mud clots at my uh, old house window once and when i was really young my mom told me to stop throwing them and i kept throwing them and one of them ended up being an actual rock and it broke the window so that was a fun one we were playing ball sister my sister alicia and i were playing ball in the house one time and we had these they were really weird they were like shadow images of our heads as kids i don't even they're they're i think they were a thing back in like the 90s early 90s and they would do them in third or fourth grade and we threw a ball and broke the glass out of one of them and we, of course, freaked out. Mom and dad are going to be so pissed. So our brilliant plan is like, why don't we just break the other one? And neither of the frames have glass. It'll just be the picture. And nobody will know the difference. And we did that. And nobody ever figured it out. I'm pretty sure my mom and dad still, <laughs> to this day, have no idea that in their house, which they still have frame, by the way, because they never take any picture down. Good. That has, that has anything to do with us. Is still no glass on the picture. That is awesome. We're going to take a quick break and be right back. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Hey, this is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. As a nostalgic voice from your past, I'm here to remind you that amongst the stressful and chaotic existence we live in 2024, you deserve to get away. It's time for a vacation, no matter when you're hearing this. And let me tell you how you'll get there. The 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe. Want to bring the family to the mountains with the Santa Fe's available H-Track all-wheel drive? Well, it's got standard third-row seating and available dual wireless charging pads for the kids who just want to stare at their phone and not talk to you. You know what I mean. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey. Good sleep should come naturally. And with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between award-winning mattress brand Lisa and home design favorite West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is the culmination of these two companies' shared values. Premium materials, meticulous craftsmanship, and sustainable practices. Made with natural latex, responsibly sourced natural wool, and environmentally safe foams, the Natural Hybrid elevates your sleep sanctuary indulges your senses and supports a greener tomorrow plus when you purchase the natural hybrid you're also helping fuel lisa's work with shelters and those in need since 2015 lisa has donated more than 40,000 mattresses to ensure children and families have a safe place to sleep don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash iHeart. 
find your best question. You get one more. One, so I'm going to, I'll do this one really fast. It won't even be the real question, but somebody asked if I'd be down for a PGA LPGA team event. And the answer is 1 million percent. Yes. Obviously, and they asked yeah. me to rank or to pick the top five LPGA teammates I'd want. And if I'm being completely honest, there's a trillion of them. Like I do like watching women's golf and they are so good. I'll take anybody cause they all anybody. hit it way straighter than I do. And uh, way, I know way we more solid, way more solid, but so, uh, the one name I wanted to put in there. So Yun Ryu was my partner for the CVS charity classic. The one that Brad Faxon and Billy Andrade put on. And it was so fun. Like I would take her as a partner forever. She's she, uh, exerted her or showed her stuff on the very first hole. She used to be number one in the world and she gets up there Hits a drive where the first hole you play from the same tees and she hits her drive down there and, you know, not to brag, but I all drove her and, uh, and the pin is tucked in this little shelf on the left and she, uh, hits before me cause I drove her and, uh, she just sticks in there like eight feet makes birdie. I'm like, I like this teammate. Like, this is a <laughs> lot of fun, but here I'll, I'll, I'll do this question. This will be the last one. So this is from Tad at PDTT AD. What a phenomenal name. Uh, cannot believe that was not taken. Um, which of the elite play, uh, private golf courses have you gotten a chance to play? I.e., Cypress, uh, Pine Valley, and Seminole. And which is your favorite? Um, I think there's a lot, a lot of privates that are pretty nice. A lot of private golf courses, I should say, that are pretty nice. Um, I've been, I've been fortunate to play all th- uh, two, two of the three of these: Cypress and Seminole. Um, my, my, my favorite. My favorite golf course is national, but like Cyprus, I think is the first that comes to mind when you say like elite private golf courses. I, I love it. it. It's, it is a bordering on like religious experience as far as golf goes. It's beautiful. Um, it's serene. It's never crowded. The golf course is super fun. It's not super hard. So you're not bashing your head in some days you can get biblical weather and it's honestly fun and yeah you wait all day to get to 15 16 17 and it absolutely never disappoints i swear that that's why that golf course is so um is held to such a a high regard and why people love it so much is because it's like a movie like it literally builds all day to like the climax of the movie and then when you get there just like you know fireworks are going off so i love that one curious i know you've played quite a few and you've played pine valley i think in bandon so curious where your alliance lies. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, I, I always say it's hard for me to rank my favorite golf courses because I, I just all, it's hard for me personally to differentiate in my mind, the course versus the experience, if that makes sense. You know, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, for I sure. feel like a lot of the time, you know, your favorite golf course also goes along with your experience. That could include the people you're playing with, weather, how you play. Caddy, you might have a great caddy at one place, you know, that was unbelievable and they made the day. 50 times better. You know, I, I I'm, I'm with you. I mean, when I think about golf courses that I played starting on one finishing on 18 Cyprus to me is, is the one that I've played it two times. Both times. It was absolutely unbelievable. Every hole is different and fun and unique. It feels like three or different golf courses are really kind of pushed together to make one golf course. You know, you start, there at one and then you go in the trees and you obviously go through the dunes and you end on, as you mentioned, 15, 16, 17. So it's the golf course and the experience I've had there are, are pretty high up there for what I've, I've had. I've been lucky enough to play. So it'd probably be, I mean, it's there. It's funny. It's, I mean, this is again, not great radio nationals <laughs> national to me is a little like Cyprus on the East coast. I mean, it doesn't have as epic an, of views in terms of the ocean, but I just feel like the holes are so different. I'm reading this, cb mcdonald book right now 
and they are talking about national and the plans that went into it and the inspiration for all of that. And it's, uh, it's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty cool that that golf course is named national golf links of America. And it has that great a layout and it remains one of the best. I think too, with nationals, like kind of one of those hipster answers, which, you know, be in the sense that everybody kind knows. Of a hipster. Yeah. Everybody, everybody knows Shinnecock. Um, and like, how important that course is and how I'm sure great it is to play, but national does seem like one of those. When I say elite private golf course, I mean like super hard to get onto, I guess more just like, I don't know a lot of people. And obviously I'm from Southern California. It couldn't be far uh, further from my, from where I grew up. So I don't know a reason I'd, I'd have to go there, but it feels like a, a, why a big answer for me or a big reason I answer it like that is because I don't feel like it gets a lot of, a lot of credit like through media outlets and whatnot, just because not a lot of people go play it, which is totally understandable. When I played it, I haven't been overseas before and played true link style golf. And I know that it's not exactly true link style, I'm sure, but it's pretty freaking close. I'd guess it's got the Redan greens. It actually does go out and then back in um, there's, you know, all kinds of hidden bunkers. And it, it is, it, it's just, like you said, it, every hole is so different and unique. And I really appreciated it for that. But again, it goes back to the experience. I played the Walker cup there, which was the right. most fun weekend of my life. So uh, <laughs> it's kind of hard to kind of hard to differentiate the two. And, and, and I also, I, I got a chance to play Fisher's Island, which again is another one of those experiences. You know, you, you take the boat with your bag and you get off at a pier and the golf yeah. carts are there. That's, that's cool. And, and that's another one that the day and, and everything I'll remember for the rest of my life. So, I mean, you know, those are, those are the ones I, I take away, right? Or the one when you walk away and you're going, I'll never forget this day. Of course, yeah. That's the special stuff. If you are somebody that donated to a food bank and you got a hat or a sticker or whatever, I'm not sending them out yet. Obviously, we're going to wait until we're allowed to go to places and, and, and go to UPS stores. I mean, you don't even FedEx really stores. need a hat right now. I mean, and yeah, stay you don't inside. Need a hat. You know, but, the sun you know can't what? get you look like a 1980s golfer your hair yeah. is better than you think you know, try out some different styles let's you got a lumpy head like shane yeah unless you're like me, don't pick. don't <laughs> pick uh hope you guys enjoyed it uh, we will be back next week obviously plenty of stuff out there as max and i have both mentioned we've got a poker event what day is that max the 16th thursday thursday, thursday. so check that out on social media we might have a watch party this weekend watching the 2006 us open we'll keep you informed on that follow max at max is it Max Homa 23 on Twitter? Yes, sir. And Max.Homa on Instagram? Nailed it. And I am Shane Bacon on both. And you can also follow our Instagram account at Get a Grip Pod. We posted on Monday. We have some Get a Grip teas coming. So if you listen to this early enough, go to the Get a Grip Pod account and you'll see the conveyor belt that is making our Get a Grip teas. They're going to be awesome. And going to be in your bag once the PJ Tour resumes. And I cannot wait. Appreciate it, guys. Thanks for listening. Oh, you cut me off. Wash your hands. You did great today, buddy. (laughs) Just so great. What a a lovely night. Get a Grip with Max Homa and Shane Bacon is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. 
Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Good sleep should come naturally, and with the new Natural Hybrid mattress, it can. A collaboration between Lisa and West Elm, the Natural Hybrid is expertly crafted from natural latex, natural wool, and certified safe foams to elevate your sleep sanctuary and support a greener tomorrow. Plus, every purchase helps fuel Lisa's work with shelters and those in need. Don't put off a good night's sleep any longer. Get a Lisa mattress today for a sound sleep tonight. Visit lisa.com slash iHeart. That's l-e-e-s-a dot com slash This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. 